Welcome to Romance Your Tribe Radio with me, Janet Beckers, where every episode focuses on simple action steps you can do this week to grow your business online and bring joy to the work you do. Hello everybody, Janet Beckers here and I'm really excited today to um, introduce you to gorgeous Pauline Longton from The Copy Alchemist. How are you gorgeous? I'm great, thank you. It's awesome <laughs> to be here. <laughs> yeah, today is such a really valuable topic that we're going to be doing here. So make sure you take notes because we're going to be talking about doing copy, which is like sales letters, emails, blog posts, absolutely every single thing that you could possibly be communicating. You need the skills of copywriting. So whether you're going to be getting somebody else to do it for you or whether you're doing it yourself, you don't want to sound like everybody else. And that's the hard part. So that's what we're going to be covering today from somebody who's, this is her absolute expertise. So I'm really, really excited to welcome you here, Pauline. Um, now, before we get diving into our topic, um, and for everybody that's here, make sure you're taking notes. It's, you know, we're going to be covering a lots of really good actionable tips for you. And just so you know, I also have a special freebie for you today before we get stuck in. Just so you know, if you're listening to this on iTunes, come over to the podcast page because there I've got a freebie for you where I've actually got a worksheet where we're going to be going over, you know, so, so you can take some action today on the things that we've covered. So as well as some gifts from Pauline, I've also got that one there for you that goes with this podcast. So make sure you go over. So I've just got that housekeeping out of the way. So <laughs> heading over to you, Pauline, before we get started, mm -hmm. you just introduce yourself to because it's lovely to have another fellow Aussie and we've got a lot of background that we'll cover that we've realized we have a lot in common but um, yeah. if you could just let people know you know who it is that you help and mm -hmm. how do you do it um, and then we'll get stuck into some really good stories. Okay so I'm a copywriter and so that means that I write words for you know, whatever people need, websites, um, emails, sales letters. I love sales letters. They just really float my boat. Right. The kind of people that I, I help are business people who are struggling to write copy for themselves or perhaps have been burnt by copywriters in the past. And there are so many people, which is, and you know what, Janet, that is why I became a copywriter. I was a business owner. I got someone to write some copy for me. It cost me a small fortune. Actually, it was a big fortune at the time. The copy sucked. I asked for it to be rewritten. They said, if you think you can do better, do better. And I said, well, honestly, I can't do any worse. So then I jumped down the copywriting rabbit hole and I have never looked back. And the irony was that I did do better. And then people started to hire me to become a copywriter, uh, to write copy for them. So I became a copywriter and yeah, I love it. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's like, that's like, I mean, that's pretty arrogant. See if you can do better. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. I'm a, I'm a taurine and I'm a bit stubborn, so like it's right. red, red flag to a bull. It's like you watched me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's a challenge. Been, yeah, and they've been watching you ever since. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, that's yeah. cool. So I love that you don't. Wait, so you you 
you're a copywriter, so you do copy for people. Yes. Is that the main way that you help people? Or um, well, what about for people who don't want to hire a copywriter? Can you help those? Well, I can, I can help people um, learn how to write copy. So I've got okay. mentees and, and students that I teach. Um, because I think one of the things is even if you don't want to hire it, or if you do want to hire a copywriter, you still need to have a little bit of a basic lesson in, in copywriting because, you know, it, sometimes people will look at the copy and go, you know, it just feels off. Well, I don't know what feel off means. So uh, I help people to communicate, you know, what's right and what's wrong with copy. But also here's the thing about copy because copy doesn't occur in a vacuum. It occurs in a space and we call that marketing. So with marketing, um, I can help people, you know, I can analyze their funnel to see, because a lot of people think that they've got a marketing funnel, but they have a marketing colander because it's got so many holes in it. Oh, that's a good way so, to Yeah. Yeah. So what I do is I'll map out their copy and I'll say, okay, so you've got a, it goes from an ad, it goes to an advertorial, goes to this, it goes to this. So, but where's this go to here? There's a, a jump. So because I started as a marketer first and then went into copy, I've got that whole suite that I can then, just map it out and say, this is what you need. Or if they don't have a big budget, I say, this is the minimum viable funnel that you need to get the results. Because you've got to be honest, Janet, marketing, copywriting is about results. Yeah. That's what we do it for. Otherwise, yeah. why waste your money? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because it's about... And this is where people, I think, sometimes get so wrapped up in the whole technical part of, mm -hmm. you know should I be putting four bullet points or, you know, seven bullet points and, you yeah. know, and all of the structure and things that go into it. And these are the headlines that always work. They get mm. so wrapped up in all that technical stuff that they forget that this is about communication. It's really just a way of helping people understand is have they got the problem and mm -hmm. is it important enough to them to actually spend money to solve it? And have you got the solution? Like it's just communication. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what we thought we would do is, um, you know, for everybody that's listening here is to make, we're going to, we thought we'd cover two things here for you. So Pauline and I are really going to dive into what makes a difference between like just copywriting, like, you know, it could be written by anybody mm -hmm. and that real authentic emotion that goes into it like how do you make it really connect and sound like you mm -hmm. um so we're going to cover that but we thought before we do that we thought we might dive a little bit into how on earth do you get yourself in the right mindset to even be able to write and be able to express and to be able to basically get your act together because most people and my hand up is there is um you know, because I've studied a lot of copywriting, but I only use it for myself. Yeah. And, you know, but I've seriously got to get myself in the right mindset to be able to write copy for myself, you know, let alone somebody else, because yeah. otherwise I just stare at the screen and the fridge. I go and check the fridge, like, you know, at least every 30 minutes to see if yeah. there's something new in there. So will we, let's, will we dive into that a little bit first, Pauline? And yeah, I, th I think that's really good because... um you know, as a professional copywriter, I can't and I don't have the luxury of waiting till I get in the zone or when the, the muse comes and visits me and 
sprinkles fairy dust on me and says, you shall write copy now. I haven't got that luxury. So I'd love to share that with people because they, they don't have the luxury either. They're, they're busy business owners. And this is copy is only one little part of what they do. So that's yeah. helping. Excellent. Well, let's look at, so for you, um, what's, what's the things that people really need to take into account in order to, first of all, get themselves organised yeah. to be able to start writing their copy? And mm -hmm. then what can we be doing that's really practical things to mm -hmm. get the, your mindset right, your energy right? Yeah, so I think the, the biggest thing that I, I notice that people don't do is that they don't know who they're writing to. And I will give you a tip from a, you know, every copywriter that I've learned from, and I've learned from some of the best in the, on the planet, is that, research your copy is one in the research now research is more than just facts and figures though because people will talk about with your research you're researching the demographics so that's how old they are whether they're male or female they're psychographic so what magazines they read and you know mm. all that sort of stuff but there's something that people miss all the time and so i've added a new word to to the mix and i call it emotiographics oh so i like it they're the emotions that people are feeling and how do you find out those easy we, we live in a time where there is unprecedented, candid view of everyone's lives and it's called the internet. It's called Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and all of those mm. social media. People are so candid on those things. And what I do in my research is I, I tap into what they're feeling about certain things. And this is what emotiographics are. Is like, what are the feelings they feel about things? Like, so... <laughs> say for instance someone like donald trump i'm like my goodness like people are so triggered about that on both ends of the spectrum so if you're writing to a very liberal you know liberal as in american liberals then he's the enemy if you're um writing to the conservatives he's he's a hero so knowing your audience mm. is is paramount because they will actually sometimes give you the words that you use in your copy um so, and one of my mentors, um, Dan Kennedy said, if you can tell someone their problem as well as they can, or if not better, they will instantly think that you have the solution. So if you're that using their words, line. yeah, if you're using yeah. their words, then they instantly think that, that you have a rapport. And also here's the thing you do it. This is not fake or it's not trickery or manipulation. What you're doing is you're actually getting to know the person. You mm. Think about in real life, you can't have a conversation with people if you don't know what interests them. You just stand there and go, yes, the weather's lovely today. You know, but when yeah. you know people, you can have a really good conversation and that's all copy is, is a conversation. I liked how that you talked about it's not manipulation because a lot of times people have a huge mindset barrier to the idea of copywriting and yes. especially about talking about emotions. And I love your term of the, what was it? Emotio, emotiographics? Emotiographics. Yeah. Oh, I love that one. The, <laughs> you know, that they, they'll, they'll really go against it going, but that's manipulative. Mm. But any conversation that you're having with people is 
you could call it manipulation. You could call it genuinely caring and getting to know what people think. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, it's, you know, if you're using it for good or evil is the difference. And Hey, if yeah. you're listening to this podcast, I know you're using it for good. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, that, that's a really important one. So I love that you talked about that research because um, when I started wonderful web women, which was the precursor, to mm-hmm. romance your tribe and i ran that for 10 years my previous business and art gallery had failed um like lost absolutely every cent i had was seriously scarred and i realized that i hadn't done the research mm-hmm. i didn't understand people's emotions and so when i did that research for wonderful web women i was going to make sure i knew everything but there was no facebook or anything no, like that so i actually went along to i went to marketing events in mm-hmm. the women's toilets at lunchtime yes. and went along the queue as everybody's lining up to go to the loo's with an MP3 recorder, asking yeah. them what they felt about everything, what were their frustrations. Mm-hmm. Now <laughs> you don't have to stalk in the women's loo's. You can just go to Facebook and, and yes. see what people are about. Yeah, so absolutely, I love that. So that's, that's the number one thing, like really, and getting yourself ready before you even start writing, getting organised. Excellent. Yeah. Over to you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, getting to know who you're writing to um, will then help you to get into that zone. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that I do also is um, going from the, the research. Then um, you know people talk about you form an avatar of who, who you're writing to. The problem with an avatar is that they're a two-dimensional person. Even if you write those you know great big stories that you know like Susan Smith is a 65-year-old woman. She's got ten. Um, children, yeah. 65 grandchildren blah 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 she goes to yoga on a monday morning and all that sort of stuff it doesn't matter because she's still created she actually isn't a real person mm. what, what i encourage my um, students and, and people that i talk to about the avatar start with the avatar but that is not the destination so start with avatar and then find someone in your in your social sphere who is the embodiment of that person so what makes the difference between flat copy and copy that doesn't connect is people writing to an avatar or a concocted person. The the copy that does connect with someone is the copy that is written to a real person. And so the difference in my copy, when people read my copy, they go, holy shit, you know, you just got me in the heart. You know, it's it's almost like you just know, know me so well. I'm writing to one person. I'm not going, hey, everyone, you know, they've got this solution. And I'll tell you, most of the time I write to my mother because ah. um, the person has to be someone that you have an affection for because here's the thing. If you're writing to someone that you don't like, then your copy is going to come across as hostile and taking advantage and being manipulative. But if you write to someone that you love, then you're actually setting up a zone of, um, it's almost like a sanctuary where you're having this conversation, but it's a meaningful conversation with someone that you love. And here's the thing, Janet, I would never rip my mum off. I would never write, write copy to try to manipulate her or convince her to buy something that wouldn't be in the best and highest for her. And as a copywriter, I don't write for those um, kind of clients or products anyway. But when I write my copy to my mother, who I love and adore, but she's as skeptical as anyone, like right. that's, that's why, because she's, she's so quick to say um, bullshit. Yes. And, and so that's why I write to her. So find someone in your social sphere, someone that you have a great affection for, even someone that you love, and then just write to that one person. 
So this is interesting. So I'm just thinking about, like, my mother is definitely not, you know, anything like my customer. Yeah. Though, mind you, having said that, you know, she is maybe because of, you know, the type of customer I have or the type of market, you know, to me, they're all potential best friends. And, you know, my mum is really close like that. But, you know, what if your avatar is really quite different? Like, would you, would you choose somebody like your mother or would you choose somebody who's been a great customer or that you'd love to be your customer? Would you still get that same emotion? You, you won't if you are writing just to a customer, but surely, like, let's take the mother out of Because, see, I wrote write to the, the boomers. Like, I write to baby boomers and supplement copy and other kind of copy. But then if I'm writing to a younger, I might write to my sister. Or if I'm writing to a, a different audience, I'll find someone that I'm friends with, you know, because I've got friends oh. everywhere. Um, there was a, a sales letter that I wrote recently that has just, like, gone crazy. And here's the thing, though, Janet. I wrote it for a male copywriter to mostly attract male copywriters to an event that we're doing in Poland next month. And I'm the only female speaker, right? So right. he asked me, uh, Trevor Cook asked me to write the sales letter for him. Now I'm not male. I don't know what it's like to be male. Mm. But so what I did was I just targeted two of the copywriting friends that I think really need to go to this conference. And I wrote the letter to them as a, as a composite right. character. And I've got to tell you, both of those people are going to the event uh, because the copy spoke to them, but not only that, and I call this like collateral consumers, it actually rippled out to other people that may not have been totally them, but were close enough that they, they were influenced by the copy. Ah, collateral consumers. Oh, you've got some good phrases. I like that I'm one too. I'm a copywriter. Too. I name yeah, everything course. that I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's a secret. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. Okay, that's really good. So does that make sense? Like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be your mother. For me, it's my mother for some things. For other markets that I write to, I pick someone in my social sphere that I know that will benefit from what I'm writing about. And then I just have a, a beautiful conversation with them. Yeah, I love it. Oh, that's a really, really good tip. Okay, so um, now we're getting the, the, the prep. So we've got, you know, for getting organized, we've, I love those really different tips on, you know, really getting to understand how they think and what their feelings are. So now when it comes to us getting ready to actually start doing the copy and getting our headspace right for there, what's, yeah. what's some tips that people can use to even, you know, so they can write so it's actually going to come yeah. from the heart and come out authentically? So what, what I like to do if I sit at my desk and I can't write, I will read some really good writing. I will read a sales letter of someone that I like. I will read from an author that I like. I mean, as a copywriter, um, one of my favorite things to do is there's a, there was a copywriter called Gary Halbert and he um, came out with a newsletter. So if you Google Gary Halbert letter or the Halbert letter, um, just read one of those because there has ne- unfortunately his past, but there has never been a copywriter who has written more conversationally than that man. And so what I did was I would read one or two of his um, newsletters each day before oh, I started to write. Right. And then I'd write my copy. And then, cause I, I send out um, 
each week I send out my knowledge nuggets to my audience and they'd say, Pauline, who are you studying at the moment? Because your copy is really conversational. I go, Oh, I'm reading Gary Halbert. They said, of course you are because you can tell it, it infuses into your copy. So the way to be a good uh, writer is to read great writing. So I would suggest him if you want to know how to write conversationally and that's what copy should be it should just be a conversation that you're having with someone else yeah yeah that is a really good tip and you know doesn't that go for practically anything creative I know you know because we were both talking beforehand is that we're both artists in different ways Um, me with paint um, and and you with jewelry and um, you know and I know for me to get inspiration is one of the best things I can do is go to an art gallery or even just go on Pinterest or go, you know, on Instagram and, and look for different artworks and techniques because it gives me ideas. It's not copying, mm. like no. you're not copying Gary mm. Halbert, but it's no. helping you to get your mind in that creative zone. So that's a really, really good tip. Thank you. Yeah. That's really yeah. Another thing that my um, mentors have been very, very big on, and there are two schools of thought, as with everything in life, and, and um, that is to write out good copy by hand. So if you oh. see, if you see a, um, a Facebook post or if you see a, an ad or a, a sales letter, and by the way, some sales letters are like 70 pages long, so it's a long haul thing, um, I write them out by hand just to wow. get in the zone. For me, it's, it's kind of like a meditation. And as I'm... Cause when you read something out, you think that you read every word, but you don't. You skim. That's how we read. But when you actually um, write it out by hand, you become more cognizant of the actual words that are written in the copy. And uh, as you said, it's not copying per se, although we call it copywriting. Yeah. We don't copywriting, but you are being influenced by, you know, because copy has got like a tempo and a flow. And that's something that you don't actually realize until you write it out by hand and you kind of unpack what the writer was doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. Okay. That's good. So yeah, you're collecting. So I guess it's collecting great writers to get, get yourself. So you're, you've got that inspiration to start with. And, um, and before we actually start sitting down to write now and, and, you know, and making sure that we're using techniques that are going to be for authentic writing. Is there anything else that people should do to make sure that when they sit down that they're not going to be just staring at that screen? I think um, if you've done all the research, because, like, there's a, a lot of um, conjecture about the whole idea of um, writer's block. And when I think of when I was a nurse, I never, ever had, like, nurse's block. I never, like, went to the pan room, picked up a pan and go, oh, wait a minute what was I going to do with this again? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't. And doctors don't have doctor's block. They don't open up a, a, a patient and go, what was I operating on again? The, it all looks so confusing. You know, yeah. no one else does that. So um, as, a, as a rule, I just don't allow myself to have writer's block. If I can't write, I need to research more. So read more articles or, you know, get into that. So that, that all happens before I sit down to write. Um, yeah, so when you sit down, you should be right and ready to go. You know, it's interesting you say that because I hear a lot of people, and I'm exactly the same. I just got to get in the zone, you know. Yeah. So I will have, um, I'll get the essential oils out. I yeah. put on my earphones and I put on Brain FM because that mm-hmm. was one of the things when I was writing some sales copy every start. I just asked on Facebook all the copywriters who I knew, you know, what do you use like music that doesn't have lyrics to distract you? Yeah. So, yeah. 
brain FM, the app and, you know, and then I'll have, you know, all these nice smells and everything will be attractive around me. And then I think, is this you, Janet, procrastinating? But part of it has been because it's like, to me, that's the rituals for anti writer's block. And I just love that you've gone, you know what? There's no such thing. Like I'm not even going to give myself permission to even accept. Can I, can I explain why I do that? Because um, here's the thing, like I'm in my office right now. I call it my bunker of brilliance, right? So I've got the essential oils. I've got things around me that, you know, make me feel happy. I've got my double screens. I've got everything here. But here's the thing. If I anchor myself to writing only happens when I've got essential oils, the right music, this, that, and all the rest. What happens when I'm outside of my office? Because although I call this the bunker of brilliance, I've got the bunker of brilliance travels with me. So if I'm writing in a hotel room, I've even written copy in, in the lawn, in a hotel laundry, you know, (laughs) while I waited for my laundry to, to be done. Um, in yeah. America because I didn't want someone to steal my knickers and sell them on eBay because I might get 50 cents, you know, kind of thing. But <laughs> just joking. Because <laughs> it's Pauline's. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> See, um, and I've always been a believer in this, even because I used to be um, a woo-woo teacher, like new age healing stuff. And um, I always told my students to, to never empower anything outside of yourself to affect the performance that you have within you. So don't put your power into crystals. Don't put your power into, um, you know, anything external like essential oils or even the, the kind of computer that you use or the time of the day that you write. I mean, if you need to write, you need to write. You don't want to go through this disempowering thing of going, oh, I can only write, you know. And even at the moment, like Mercury is in retrograde, people will say that. And by the way, I do believe that it does stuff things up, but, I still have to write through it. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't just go, no, no cruising retrograde, no writing for like a couple of months or however long. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'll go really well for your clients. Yeah. You still <laughs> have to perform. So that's why I say empower yourself, not mm. the things around you. That is brilliant. That is such a good tip. Now, Leading, so we've got our souls ready now. So yeah. let's have a look if there are some big chunk things that yeah. when you're writing your copy, so that it is going to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you over to you, baby, because again, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just here as your um, yeah as okay. your guide to go you through. So <laughs> so I I think um you know going back to like the one person, what you're thinking about is like, how would you communicate with that person? So if you wouldn't say it to the person in a conversation, like face to face, then don't write it. Like, um, Mm. you know, you see these headlines and people go cancer question mark. If you've got cancer, blah, blah, blah. It's like, would you say that to someone with cancer? Would you even say that to a friend that's got cancer? It's like, Mm. think about how you would actually start a conversation with people. And I mean, We've all got like, you know, these great big, you can get uh, copywriting templates and that on the, on the internet and they're kind of good, like to help you kickstart some stuff, but I don't believe in templates. Again, it gets back to that whole thing. If, if someone, you know, wiped my drive and I depended on templates, then can I write copy? Well, if you're reliant on them, you can't write copy. So right. I'm, I don't use templates and plus my, my clients deserve fresh copy, not regurgitated, reconstituted crap from other people, you know? Right. So so just with the authentic copy, just have an authentic 
conversation. So what I would do and what a lot of my mentors have done is they sit there and you know how you, you pick the one person you say, dear Jenny, I came across a thing that I really want and just write it out like a dirty first draft, just write out a letter saying to them what this is, um, why they need it, any objections. And I, I know you're probably sitting there thinking that, yeah, you've tried all these things before. Why would this work when everything else hasn't worked? Well, because this is backed up by science or this is blah, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. Or yeah. the, other, the other things aren't um, what they say that they are. The ingredients, they say they've got this ingredient, but they don't have enough of that ingredient in it to make a difference kind of thing. Um, so that's, that's what you're having the conversation, working out the objections that people come up with. Um, one of the things that I came across when I was learning copy people, um, copywriters are so cheesy sometimes, they'll, they'll all say, but it's not your fault. I know. I don't use that. <laughs> Because here's the thing, it actually implies that somewhere someone has thought that it is their fault. And up until then, and here's the thing, um, when you're writing authentic copy, think about the conversation that they're having in their head. If they are like reading your letter or your copy and they haven't thought that it's their fault, but you've just said, hey, it's okay, it's not your fault. They go, shit, I didn't even think it was my fault. Is it my fault? So you've actually planted the seed of doubt in their mind. So now they're thinking about, is it, am I at fault here? And they're not reading the rest of your copy. And that's something that you want to do with your copies. You never want to um, let them get get off the page and go into a, into a thought or a thought stream of, um, you know, I like to give them the picture that I want them to picture, not them, go off in and create a different thing and their mind's gone elsewhere that's so, it. one thing i just want to just backtrack just to, to yep. clarify for you because we've talked about well you've talked about templates mm-hmm. and and there's when it comes to templates i always think of it there's like extremes i suppose so there's templates which that's how i started out like, like there was some software yep. Yeah, same. Um, Yeah, that it was like, okay, you know, you plug in, you know, it'll ask you what's the neat, you know, what's the Mm -hmm. topic or what's, you know, there were just really quite minor things that you had in and then here's a sales letter. So that's the extreme. Yeah. Um, Then you've got the other ones where it's okay, here's the structure to follow and here are the bulk of the words already written. You've Mm -hmm. just got to personalise it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Then you'll have the next ones where it's got, well, Okay, like it's really paring it down to, okay, well, here's a structure you need to follow because it needs to, you know, there's no use telling what the solution is if you haven't even addressed what the problem is or, yeah. you know, you've got to say objections, but why would you have objections if you haven't said this? So you've got the order that things happen or you've got the next level, which is stream of consciousness, I suppose. Yeah. So when you're talking about not using templates at all, mm-hmm. would you, is that talking about those first few ones where it's got a lot of the words and it's filling it in? Or do you also say, well, you don't necessarily need to have a structure to just. No, you still need a structure. And um, so I'm saying that you don't, I don't use um, templates, but I do use formulas. That's a good distinction. Yeah. yeah, Because formulas are applicable everywhere. And I mean, in life, there are so many, everything's got a formula, you know, there are the success so the formula actually gives you the structure so you know like um for um 
writing copy, people will talk about problem, agitate, solve. You know, that's a structure and then you, you've got the, the formula around that. So you start out with a problem, then you agitate the problem and then you solve the problem. So one of my mentors, um, Ted Nicholas, he's, he put it in this um, kind of way is that you give people a headache, you tell them that, you've got, that they've got a headache and then you um, sell them the aspirin. Ah, right. <laughs> It's, it's kind of like, but it's not even that you give them the headache. You actually more or less know that they've got the headache, but they're kind of putting it to the back of their mind. So you're bringing that headache forward and saying, you've got a headache. So, um, and this is what the headache's doing. You, you haven't got clarity. And now here's the solution. Yeah. So excellent. The other one that you've got is like ADA. So that's like um, attention, uh, interest, desire. And then Ada, um, whatever action at the end. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you can look on the internet, Google um, copywriting formulas, and there's like twenty hundred, eleven billion on there. So yeah, and that's one. where it, you know people can choose. I guess they all work. Like for me, I've got one that I use for absolutely everything. Yeah. Say to my clients, like we've got it for every single thing because I go, there's so many formulas, they all work. This yeah. is Janet's seven-step formula for absolutely everything from doing yeah. a three-minute video to running mm. a three-day workshop to doing a sales letter. Only because it's not that other ones don't work, but I can't remember that many. So but, you, <laughs> but you know what you're doing there, though, and, and that's fantastic that you do it. You've, a, you've got something that works for you, but B, that gives you consistency and your voice. Right. It's when people chop and change and try this one and this one and this one. And it's like, you know, it's, it's like a dog's breakfast. I call that Franken copy. But yeah, um, that's great. And that's why um, what I do with, with clients is I like to write the whole sales funnel from soup to nuts, as the Americans would say, you know, from the ad all the way through to the, the you know, order form and that, because then it has the same marketing flow and the same voice and the same everything all yeah, the way through. right. Whereas some people, you know, like when they'll hire a copywriter or get someone to write, they go, oh, I just need you to write these three pieces. Oh, you are too expensive. So I'm going to get a cheaper copywriter or Fiverr. And then so they, they splotch all these bits of copy together and then they go, oh, was the copywriter sucked because nothing worked. It's like, no, all the copy couldn't work together because it, there was no flow. Different voice, yeah. That's and you don't, you don't have a, a consistent voice, whereas Janet Becker's, I know, has a very consistent marketing voice. And that's important when you're um, talking about your brand. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. So I love that idea of, you know, just start a kind of conversation, start writing. And, mm -hmm. re and that was a, I love that if we go back, that, that big tip is don't write things that you wouldn't say to people in person. Yeah. I mean, exactly. that's just really, that's, if you just, if you keep that in your mind all the time, that is mm -hmm. such a good tip, Pauline. So now yeah. let's move on. So we've got um, some extra steps that, you know, for yeah. people to do authentically. So number one, just don't go writing all that other stuff because yeah. it's been proven to work in the past. What yeah. would you actually say? I love it. Yeah. So the next one I, I would um, encourage people is not to worry about trying to impress your English teacher. You know, like, <laughs> Um, so grammar does matter, but as a copywriter, we favor conversation over grammar. And the reason is that we know conversational copy works. So, you know, you, your teacher would say, never start the, a sentence with uh, because and but and all these words. And in fact, there are other copywriters out there that say, though shall not use the word that. Well, I agree, don't use the word that all the time but if you can write the word that in your copy and not remove it then it's meant to be there right um, 
so we, we talk about writing as you speak, but you know, there is a limit to how many times you use the word that and, you know, um, it, it needs to come across as educated, but not stifled. And that's something yeah. like, cause you can get apps and this is another good tip. You can get apps to check your writing and I use Grammarly. Oh yes. And, I've used that one yeah, as well. And Hemingway. Um, and right. Hemingway has only got one M by the way. So um, oh, people okay. sometimes spell it wrong. Um, so those apps are really good, but they can actually, what I call new to your copy. So yeah. you, you've got this really powerful punchy copy. And then all of a sudden it's like unnecessary ellipses, you know, the dot, dot, dot. And by the way, that's a tip for young players. The ellipses are only ever three dots, not four, not two, not a hundred. Like good you tip. see them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm, that's I'm terrible give- at doing that one. Yeah. yeah that's a giveaway when people, um, you, you know that someone's not you know really um, good at copy when they do more than three dots um, the other thing is be conservative with your um, exclamation marks because that can actually make your copy come across very hypey yeah. and so with with things like ellipses with things like um, your exclamation marks and other things like even bolding certain things or italicizing your bits of your copy they are to accentuate and to make things stand out but if you use them everywhere then nothing stands out yeah so use them sparingly i love it they're they're really good tips because i'll see that all the time people will try to make them sound themselves sound smarter you know people aren't going to take me seriously and buy money if i don't you know if i don't sound educated and worthy of yeah. them investing in where in fact it just makes you sound awkward like it yeah so you just reminded me of another tip i wasn't going to share that that this one but you've just reminded me this is really worth it janet is right to a fifth grade level right so how do you find out what level you're writing at well i think um hemingway tells you but also in Uh, Microsoft Word and I use Microsoft Word all the time I'm not a fan of Google Docs because I don't trust the cloud and other things anyway um, I like to have my stuff where I can find it so I use Microsoft Word and in Microsoft Word when you do your spell check it will also ask if you want to do a grammar check and at the end it'll come up with a table and it's got like readability statistics and it'll have like uh, a Flesh Kincaid um, readability score, which is out of 100. So the closer to 100 you can get, the better. And it'll also have the grade level score. Excellent. And, and if you can get that, you know, around a fifth or a sixth grade level, that's great. And also passive sentences, try to get them, you know, as close to zero as you can because passive yeah. sentences come across as weak. Um, so you want to know what your readability and that's that's like you know all good copywriters need to know their readability stats yeah that is such a good tip i've i've never thought of using say microsoft word of doing that grammar check that is yeah. that is a great tip everybody because people talk about um dumbing down your copy and i i push back and resisted that advice our readers are not dumb. And there's um, a great copywriter said, um, the, the consumer is not a moron, they're your wife. And that was um, David Ogilvie said that. Okay. So if you remember that, and that's what I say, write to someone that you love, you're not going to treat your reader like a moron or an idiot. And so instead of 
dumbing your copy down, just simplify it. So if, if you can just say um, the same thing with a simpler word, think about like a 12 year old, wouldn't, um, wouldn't a 12 year old understand um, concept or would using the word idea sound better? Yeah. Just really? those, kind of, just those yeah. kind of little differences and, and they make a big difference because you know what? you know why it makes a difference is because people don't have to think about words and then they don't feel stupid if they don't know what that word means. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's brilliant. And it's such a common mistake. You've just given a whole wealth of like really <laughs> simple, simple tips there. Write all those down everybody because they're the things that is going to make it really easy for you. So when you're actually, you know, to have that extra check and to find the things that you can improve. So I think we've got time for one last quick one. Yeah. Okay. And, um, I was going to say, cause I, I, I really want to give this one, this one's the one mm. I wanted to give the whole show for. Yeah, so, um, right. so we've spoken about writing in that and writing is not without struggle. I, I, I'm not going to lie to anyone. You will struggle. All right. So he, here's my tip. And this is what I, I give my students and people that I, I teach copy to. So just say you've got 60 minutes and you're sitting at the beginning of your 60 minutes, you're sitting there, you're looking at the cursor blink or whatever, and you're thinking, man, what am I going to write about? So mm -hmm. you've got a couple of, it's like sliding door moment. There are a number of different options open to you right then. You can sit there for 60 minutes and struggle. And at the end of the 60 minutes, you've still got nothing on that page, right? So that's scenario number one. Scenario number two is that you can sit there and force yourself to write some copy and just mm -hmm. get it done. And um, option number three would be to get up, break your state, go for a walk. Or my favorite one is have a recalibration nap because my brain is like a bit fried. So I'll go and have a nap for 20 minutes. But before I have a nap, I will put in my mind, okay, I need a headline and I need a lead or I need a big idea. I need something. But I put my subconscious mind on task and then I go and have a, a nap and I set it to be like 20 minutes. I can guarantee you, Often I don't last 20 minutes because my mind after 10 minutes goes, got it. So right. then what I do is I wake up and then I go up and I sit at my computer and I'm writing like a demon. I'm just like, I can barely type fast enough to keep up with my mind. Excellent. So think about the three scenarios. Number one, you've got nothing to show at the end of it. Number two, you've got something to show at the end of it, but it's forced. And when you force writing, it turns out like crap and it yeah. reads like crap and it doesn't connect. Mm. Option number three, you are refreshed. And, but here's the thing in all three scenarios, the same 60 minutes has passed. Yeah. That's brilliant. And normally the whole idea of this luxury of an afternoon nap, which by the way, like I am such a fan of, like if I've got to have my afternoon nap um, is it's just like a recalibration. Most people won't do it. Yeah. And they just think, oh, look, that's ridiculously indulgent. I'm not being productive. Mm. But that tiredness is such false productivity. So there you go. Pauline has given you permission. Everybody <laughs> you have a nap. <laughs> have your afternoon nap. Or, yeah, that is, that is brilliant. Like for, we were talking beforehand, the thing that I do is if I don't have my nap, I have a painting, always a painting going, and I paint circles. That's yeah. my equivalent yeah. of the you know the 20 minute nap it's just that's one mm. thing that's going to let your brain completely um go blank they are such brilliant tips we've covered so much 
today. <laughs> like we've gone from, yeah. you know, really, really great ways on how to get super clear on who you're talking to and how to talk to them. We've talked about how to get your mindset straight so that you can be writing. We've talked about how to, you know, really, um, you know, just write as if mm -hmm. it was just you. Like, you know, how would you talk? Don't start trying to make things that sound clever, but they're not you. Like you wouldn't yeah. use talking. You know, stop trying to impress your English teacher and really valuable, really practical things that you can be doing right now that's going to help you, you know, be like a pro. And then that, you know, you've got that limited amount of time, you know, sharpen the saw. So yeah. you know, get, your, get your mind blank and get, then just get, powering writing i mean that's you know just those big topics is to go in there so now for everybody that um you know for people who'd like to get to know you more pauline what's yep. the best way that they can do that uh, they can go to my website it's thecopyalchemist.com mm -hmm. and uh if they go to thecopyalchemist forward slash romance oh, i have there you go. the portfolio and also, um, I send out what I call a weekly knowledge nugget. Yeah. Um, and some, it's like a newsletter. It's not actually an email. It's, it's a long newsletter. And a lot of people said it's like a marketing seminar in, in an email. So, oh, wow. Good on you. Yeah. So I'd be happy if people want to check it out. They can subscribe, stay as long as they want. And then if they don't get any benefit from it, just, you know, unsubscribe. But um, it's a good example of showing... Because what I do is I, I start out with a, a story, um, tie in a knowledge nugget, which is a, an actionable thing, and then I tell them, you know, how to implement it into their own life. And oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And so, and if people um, are wanting to work with you, so mm -hmm. they can come to you, you can be their copywriter. Mm -hmm. um, and so, Pauline and I were talking about, she's quite well known over in the United States, but not as much in Australia. So, and there yeah. is very, there's intricacies in the language that yeah. um, are really important to make sure that you get right. So, you know, especially for my Aussies to have somebody um, that is such a well, you know, you know, such an expert at doing copywriting and then also knowing that you're, you know, you're already right for the worldwide. So people can come to you for copywriting and then also they can come to you if they're wanting to be mentored to, to learn yeah, yeah. how to write their own copy um, or write copy for others. Yeah. So, yeah, that's brilliant. So mm -hmm. I would love to hear from, from you um, when you're listening to this, you know, what were your ahas? And so one of the best feedbacks you know, the best thing for Pauline and for I is we love hearing from you. So either wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can either leave some of your feedback if you're on iTunes. I'd love it if you'd leave some feedback, you know, on the, um, you know, as a review and just say, like, what did you learn? Um, if it's on the on the podcast page, leave a comment or just come and find us over on social media. You'll find us both there on all the different social media platforms. Drop us an email either way, but the best thing is just tell us what did you learn and for me, what action did you take? So one of the things that I've got for you to help you to take action is we have a, a worksheet that goes exactly with this podcast to help you to take action on the things that Pauline has talked about today. So use that as the guide to go with this because it'll actually help you to take action this week 
and let us know what action you took. That would be totally awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, Pauline. I'm just so stoked. We <laughs> finally got to, um, you know, to really connect and to um, for me to introduce you to everybody. And thank you so much. Thank um, you. For that fantastic yeah. value. Yeah, thank you. Happy to share. Okay. Bye, everybody. It's Janet here. Thanks for joining me on Romance Your Tribe Radio. Hey, you heard our voices today, but do you want to see what we really look like? You can see the video version of this episode over at romanceyourtribe.com and grab the show notes while you're there. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate if you show the love and leave an honest review on iTunes or your favorite podcast directory. I'll see you on the next episode.